Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Tim Donnelly here for DraftKings. The wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of NASCAR, and it is now live in North Carolina. Now you can legally bet on all your favorite sports anytime, anywhere, right here in North Carolina with DraftKings. For a limited time, new customers who sign up with promo code 999 and bet $5 will receive $250 instantly in bonus bets. DraftKings has the best features, including same-game parlays, player props, and more, with fast and easy payouts right at your fingertips. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using code 999 and bet $5 to get $250 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code 999. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 8-777-185-543 or visit morethanagame.nc.gov. 21 plus, North Carolina only. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. Terms at DraftKings.com slash sportsbook slash NC. NASCAR is not a sponsor of this promotion and used under license. Now Slavin has it. Go throw it out in front. The score! Oh! On the deflection from Slavin and Sebastian Ajo keeps it rolling. Points in four straight, his 12th of the season in Carolina with a hot start in Calgary. Oh, here oh, comes Noah Hannafin, the former Kane, in on Frederick Anderson. Hannafin snaps it, and it trickles just wide as Anderson just got a piece of it. A long stretch pass, it's onside, it's Kachuk, and that's misfired. Anderson being tested, another great on Gaudreau, and Anderson in position. Of Frederick Anderson with three great A's already. We've got Lucic sets it up, shot right on, and what a save! Coming back as Anderson got a piece of it, and Tavo Teravainen plays keep away. Avoids a hit from Cole, now it's left off, jumping in, wrap chance, and a play by Slavin still kept away! As Rasmus Anderson hit a yawning net, Jacob Slavin goes back to his goaltender days. Well, and then Ajo, Vesna first from Slavin, Vesna second from zone. 60 seconds left here in overtime. And Ajo with it for Carolina. Ajo with speed. Breaks into the flame zone. Ajo shoots. Scores! Sebastian Ajo ends it in overtime. Carolina, two for two on the trip with a 2-1 win in Calgary. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold. Presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. The Canes Corner Podcast is part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold. Well, that was something else. Not often you finish second in a race and still get the grand prize, but the Carolina Hurricanes finished second in tonight's game. But won it. 2-1, overtime. Thank you, Sebastian Ajo. Give him the two points personally. Uh, actually, no, he shouldn't, he shouldn't get it all himself. He gets one. Jacob Slavin gets the other. Holy cow. Those two guys, by the way, have been absolutely amazing the last four games. Carolina's now won three straight. 
I'm pretty sure that Aho and uh, Slavin have been either the first or second star, maybe the first and second star in all three of these games. Pretty sure. I mean, I I gave Vincent Trocheck the first star against Buffalo mostly as a joke because he only played half the game. He was great in the game. He only played half the game. But I believe the first star with ah- was Aho in that game. Slavin was the first star uh, in the game in Winnipeg. But they were just awesome tonight. Absolutely awesome. You lean on uh, your two best players, to be honest. Uh, Aho is the best player. Slavin is right with him. There's almost no difference between the two, but that's the reason the Hurricanes got two points tonight because they had the two best players on the ice. Um, and they saved them tonight. And that's uh, that's just truth. Uh, as a matter of fact, you'll hear right away from the head coach uh, what he thought of the game. Uh, but first, let me tell you that we're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina if it's for the exterior of your home. You can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it. Siding, roofing, doors, entry doors, storm doors, windows. AluminumCompany.com. So, Rod Brindamore, what'd you think of the- um, you know, We weren't sharp, and then that's a good team, and they don't give you much. So, it was just kind of a, you know, I don't know. I don't know how you saw it. I saw it as a gross hockey game. It just wasn't fun to watch. It wasn't fun to be a part of, to be honest with you. And But, you know, like you said, we dug in. Like we, 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 we did. I mean, we were battling. We just weren't very sharp, and, you know, probably pretty fortunate there, obviously. Yeah, pretty fortunate. I mean, I don't know how many goals Calgary should have scored. I know the number is higher than one. I know the number is higher than one. Uh, first, a couple of uh, details. Uh, the Hurricanes are now 18-6-1, having won now three in a row. 37 points, tied with the Rangers for second in the Metro, one point behind the Capitals, but of course... Carolina and New York each have one game in hand on Washington. Hurricanes are also 11-3-1 on the road. Only two teams in the NHL, I believe, have double-digit wins away from home. One of them is the Calgary Flames, who have played uh, their best hockey, really, on the road. I think the Flames are only 4-2-4 on home ice. It's amazing that they have actually lost six games out of ten on home ice. Uh, but the Hurricanes 11-3-1 on the road. Absolutely awesome work. And the schedule has been, uh, you know, very imbalanced in terms of home and road for Carolina. When this road trip is over, Carolina will have played 28 games this year, and 18 of them will have been road games. And remember, uh, there will have been an 11, two, two uh, road trips that totaled 11 games. A six-game road trip that went out west and then ended in Philly. And then this five-game road trip, which the first four of which being spent in western Canada. Uh, and the Hurricanes sort of announced, I don't know if it's, a, it's there's never an official announcement, that uh, Tony D'Angelo and Brett Pesci would meet the team in Minnesota. They're skating. They're going to skate the rest of the week and then meet the team in Minnesota, probably meet them there Monday uh, when the Hurricanes arrive uh, or maybe it'll be Sunday night, probably Monday. The Hurricanes, uh, I, I don't know if the Canes are going to stay over in Vancouver. Uh, but the Canes now go to Edmonton. They will play there Saturday. Uh, and they have Saturday and Sunday, Edmonton and Vancouver. Uh, and if you thought a 9 o'clock start was late, we're back to a 10 o'clock start. Back to back. So uh, pray for me. All right. Uh, 
how many times should Calgary have scored tonight? Let's run down the 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 instances where the Flames had. I mean, is is there something higher than a grade A? Um, first of all, Matthew Kachuk himself missed the net seven times. I think he had a hat trick of missed open nets tonight. I think he had a hat trick of those. Matthew Kachuk ain't going to sleep tonight. Promise. Will not sleep tonight. Uh, so let, let's see how many chances Calgary had to score tonight. The, 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 this is off the top of my head, although I wrote it down, but it's off the top of my head. Uh, Noah Hannafin had the penalty shot. You heard that. Uh, Matthew Kachuk had the feed on the power play in which he just, I don't know, deflected it high over the uh, over the net. He was wide open in front. I mean, it should have been a goal. Uh, then he was alone below the dots and shot it wide of the net. Uh, then he was at the side of the goal, uh, the Ajo save. We had the uh, back-to-back plays with Slavin and Ajo keeping the puck out of their own net. Uh, Slavin's was on his own. I mean, he actually uh, almost need the puck in, but then he kept it out. Uh, but he swept it over to Kachuk, who tried to shovel it into the net, and he couldn't do it. Ajo was there, and Ajo sw- swept it away. Uh, Mangiapane was I mean, a great play by Brendan Smith. Uh, stick on stick to uh, to deny the chance. But those are just the ones I can remember. I think Rasmussen had one. I mean, there was just so many. So many chances. Uh, I think I, I just made up a name, but somebody named uh, somebody in a Calgary uniform. Uh, had had They had so many chances to score. It, it really should have been uh, 3-1 Calgary win, honestly, if, we're, if, if we were, uh, you know. And I think we all are. I think we're all honest. We all, everybody understands that the Hurricanes were not the better team tonight and they get a win. So, does this balance out what happened against Ottawa, what happened against Philly the first time when Carolina played Philly at PNC Arena and Carter Hart stood on his head, or when Carolina lost at Seattle, where Carolina was the better team in these games and just didn't win? Does it balance out? I think in all of our minds, we'd like to think it doesn't, but it probably does. And the truth is, when you've got the skill that Carolina's got, you can get away with a bad game and win a game on skill. L.A. King's game is, I think, a good example of that. I thought Carolina was terrible in that game, but scored five goals because the Kings aren't very good, at least defensively, especially without uh, at that point without Drew Doughty. So, uh, but the Hurricanes picked up uh, two points that probably... Calgary's like, how did we not get two? At least Calgary got one, but that's the that's the kind of game you go. I don't know how we didn't win that game in regulation, um, but hey, that's why the Hurricanes are eighteen six and one. Damn good hockey team. Uh, and what I've really liked the most about these games, and again, they didn't play well tonight. They they were the second best team. I just like the fact that they weren't pushed off the puck all night. And when your best player, when Sebastian Ajo now has uh, another goal in the goal crease, remember he won the uh, the battle in front of the net uh, for the second goal of the game uh, against Winnipeg. He won that battle right in the crease for the goal. And this one also happened in the crease. So incredible... Incredible stuff. Uh, 
But Aho and Slavin combined on the first goal. Aho has the puck behind the net. I know Niederreiter got on the puck, but Aho had to win a battle behind the goal. Then he comes out. Uh, he finds Slavin uh, along the left wall. Slavin uh, waits for Aho to circle back in front, uh, and then he just feathers a beautiful pass across, uh, and Aho deflects it in. one nothing, four and a foreign change into the first period. That was it for Carolina in terms of scoring. Uh, and they didn't have a ton of danger. They really weren't very good offensively tonight, and they turned the puck over too many times, uh, maybe more early than late, but they turned they turned the puck over a ton. Uh, the, uh, the Flames had so many scoring chances, I thought. In the, uh, in the first period, Car- uh, Calgary had seven high-danger chances to score and didn't get any. So some of that was Freddie Anderson making some good saves, and some of that was obviously good fortune. Um, and sometimes it is better to be lucky than good. So Aho gets the first goal. It's one uh, one nothing. Noah Hannafin uh, gets the goal, which Freddie, I, I think the puck was probably deflected right off the shot by Jesper Faust, but it wasn't deflected so much that Freddie couldn't get a glove on it. I just think that because it did change direction, he just kind of stabbed at it with his glove and missed it. And uh, so, that I mean, it really wasn't that difficult to shot. Uh, so that's 1-1, and Carolina really wasn't the better team anyway, and they were just hanging on. Uh, they couldn't stay out of the box. Ian Cole went to the box two more times tonight. That's now five penalties. Remember, one of them was a major. Four minors and a major in his last two games. I thought Cole, again... Otherwise, played pretty well. Uh, but I will say this. Obviously, the team needs Brett Pesci and Tony D'Angelo. I mean, we're not gonna, we, we, we understand that. They need those two guys on the ice. But one of the reasons they need those two guys is so Brendan Smith can go back to being the seventh defenseman and Ian Cole can go back to playing 14 minutes a night. Look at how much Ian Cole was playing until Ethan Bear got hurt. Remember, Bear wasn't in the lineup tonight because uh, Bear was ill. Now, it's not COVID. He's already had COVID. He's not, uh, I don't even think he has to test. Uh, but, I mean, he just didn't feel well. Remember, there was the, there's a bug going through Carolina. Uh, it is possible to be sick and not have COVID. I, don't, I know this is like a bulletin for some people, but... Um, so Bear wasn't in the lineup, so he had uh, Max Lejoie and Jalen Chatfield both in it. Again, Jalen Chatfield can play in my on my team. I like him. I think uh, I would not be surprised if Chatfield stuck around and because Carolina can carry eight defensemen. I mean, you're carrying one extra forward, you can carry two extra defensemen. I wouldn't be shocked if Jalen Chatfield hung around. Chatfield's been good. Good skater, physical player, has an offensive idea. So, I mean, you could do worse than having uh, a third pair of, uh, well, they'd, they'd actually end up with two righties on the third pair, whether it's Bear in Chatfield or D'Angelo in Chatfield. They could do it. Um, but he's been very good. And uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if he stuck around. I think he's better than Brendan Smith, to be perfectly honest, although Smith has made some good plays and he's a veteran. Uh, he's also a guy that is uh, uh, willing to uh, exhibit some team toughness. But 
good for uh, good for Chatfield who played well tonight. Lejoie was fine. He, 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 he didn't he didn't look noticeably bad. Although the second power play unit was trash tonight. First unit I thought was pretty good. Second unit was bad. Uh, they're going to have to fix that at some point. I do think that there maybe there has to be a personnel change. I don't know, uh, but it just wasn't very good. It it uh, it was not very good. And then the second Aho goal. Uh, it's it's certainly worth hearing again, right? Teravina gets to the loose puck and throws it all the way back into the game zone. 60 seconds left here in overtime. And Ajo with it for Carolina. Ajo with speed. Breaks into the flame zone. Ajo shoots. Scores! Sebastian Ajo ends it in overtime. Carolina, two for two on the trip with a 2-1 win in Calgary. I mean, Sebastian just said, screw it. I'm done here. I'm leaving. He opened up Calgary's fridge. He took their last beer, and he left. Just powered the puck home. I mean, good for him. Here's here's Sebastian in his last four games. Three goals, six assists. Uh, tonight, he had four shots on goal. He had nine total attempts. He blocked two shots. He had a save, although I think that might have been one of the block shots. <laughs> Just a great play. Uh, and then he had uh, he won nine of fifteen in the faceoff circle. So he's he led Carolina and the dot. Actually, uh, Stepan did. I think Stepan was four and zero in the faceoff circle. Uh, and by the way, right at the end of the first period, uh, when Calgary was on the power play, there were four faceoffs during that power play, and the Canes won all four. Trocheck won two, Stahl won one, Stepan won the other. Stall won the first one, but just incredible. I mean, sometimes that's how you kill the penalty. You just keep winning the faceoffs, uh, and they weren't. After that, they weren't. That Carolina was uh, twelve out of eighteen in the first period, and they finished uh, faceoffs in arrears. It's like twenty-eight and twenty-nine. So uh, Carolina wasn't as good. Certainly, th- they were terrible in the third period. I think uh, the Flames were way better than them in the third period. Uh, it was closer, uh, but the Flames had a little bit of an edge in the second period. But they were just great in the faceoff circle. Aho in the first period, uh, and Aho was very good uh, all night long. He was good in all phases all night long. Uh, so for the year, 13 goals, 16 assists, 29 points in 25 games. Uh, it's going to be Carolina's all-star. Shockingly, they're having an all-star game, although we might have to have an all-star game if the NHL decides not to go to the Olympics. I still think there's a chance that the NHL will not go to the Olympics. Uh, there are just too many issues right now to deal with. Somebody brought this up. I think I was listening to NHL radio today. What if they get to China and COVID hits? I mean, you can't leave. You tell me you, you're, you know, the 50 NHL players or however, probably more, are going to be stuck in Beijing. Nah. Nah. I don't know. I, I, I think it's it's still up in the air whether or not the uh, NHL is going to let the players take part in the Olympics. I think you can try and figure it out, uh, but even though the Olympics are, what, two and a half months away? I'm sorry, a month and a half away? I wouldn't be completely shocked uh, if it didn't happen. And it would, because, it would be because of that. It would absolutely be because of that. Uh, penalty kill was awesome tonight. Five out of five. Power play was, what, 0 for 2? Uh, but uh, the penalty kill was amazing. Freddie had to be great in one of them. 
the penalty kill themselves were great in the other. They had the penalty that overlapped the third period and overtime. Uh, you were just hoping to get to overtime. Just get a point and get out of there. You would have accepted the loss based on the way the game was played. Then you got to overtime. You still had to kill off about a minute of power play time. Four on three is at times a lot easier than five on four. It's a lot more room on the ice. Uh, but I don't think that the Flames got a shot off at four on three. And then Ian Cole came out of the box and he thought, wait, this would be great if Cole won it. Uh, but Ian Cole has had zero left because he had to skate for 20 minutes tonight. And uh, the Hurricanes ended up uh, winning it toward the very end inside the last minute of overtime on the Sebastian Ajo goal. My man Alec Campbell, Stormwatch Aftermath Intermissions, Hurricanes Radio Network. Rod Brindamore called it gross. What what would you call it? Uh, uh, gross feels a little harsh to me, but <laughs> I, I I mean I I thought it was I like let's put it this way. If I did not think that Carolina won any of the periods in terms of the way they played, I think that Calgary was the better team, not by a lot but by a little bit in each period. And Carolina was able to score a couple of goals. I mean, I think, look at the numbers from this game. It's, it's all pretty even. But if you watch the game, you, I think you, you, you know, we'd all admit that the, the high danger chances that Calgary got were a lot more dangerous than the ones that Carolina got. Yeah, and it's it's kind of a miracle that they didn't score that they didn't score more goals. I mean, Brady Kachuk ruined a tic tac toe or play chance yeah. in the first period. Um, they had two pucks swept off the line in the third period alone. Um, there were just other situations in the game where you just kind of are dumbfounded as to how they didn't score a goal. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think that that's really the story of the game for me, along with five for five penalty kill. Yeah. The penalty kill was good. I mean, we went into the third period going, okay, you can't take any more penalties. And then Ian Cole, <laughs> holiday penalty, holiday penalty meister, uh, takes a delay a game. To yeah. Start the freaking period. So, um, you know, the penalty kill had to be huge tonight, which was which was good. And, you know, Ajo and Slavin, I think, won them the game. <laughs> they, totally, they totally won this game. By the way, Matthew Kachuk had a hat trick of should have been goals tonight. Yeah. He had yeah, you know, I mean, the power play tic-tac-toe that he uh, directed wide. Um, he also missed uh, – he had uh, – the puck on his stick below the dots, all the room and missed the net. And then the play that right after Slavin prevented his own goal because it would have gone in off of Slavin. It wasn't a shot. Um, uh, Slavin swept it to the right of the net. It was Kachuk that got the puck and couldn't, and couldn't deposit it in the goal with where where, there were bodies there, but, uh, Anderson was down oh. and out, and Aho swept it away. 
So yeah. yeah, that was Brad. That was Matthew Kachuk. So Kachuk had a hat trick of should of should have been goals. Um, yeah, and he, he, missed, actually, he missed yeah. the net seven times. Yeah, it was really three pucks they swept off the net uh, out of the crease in the, the third period. The terrifying one. That was well, yeah. I mean, there was that one, the old swooping cup, as uh, as as Trip was calling it. He swooped it and cupped it. I've uh, that. Can't tell you how many times the old swooping cup has worked for me. Gosh, it's the, it's the best I've had it done to me. It is. It's very it is, yeah. it's not I mean, good. Either way, as a, as a giver or a receiver, it works. Um, so there was that one, and then there was the two right there. You know, from from Slavin uh, and Aho clearing the puck off yeah. the off the out of the crease. It's basically the same sequence. It was ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was, it was kind of insane that they didn't score those goals. The, but. the Noah Hannafin penalty shot that just kind of yeah, slowly yeah. trickles wide. I yeah, mean, yeah. Just, just Freddie, absolutely crazy. Freddie Anderson trying to clear the puck, and it gets, it gets gloved down and kept in the zone, and Brad Richardson's just right there on the doorstep, point-blank range, and Freddie had to bail himself out of yep. the situation. I mean, there were there were just all of those. I think you know? that's and I, I, okay. Yeah, I just I don't know that Carolina got that many. Like I, the the high danger chances on natural Statric are close. Yeah, I don't get. But it. I did not. I didn't think that Carolina was that dangerous. I agree. I agree. I didn't think Carolina did anything offensively tonight. Yeah, yeah, they were not. They were not that dynamic offensively. I mean, they what they did, and and I think Rod talked about it. They battled, they just kind of yeah. you know hung on and and just managed to be desperate enough in their own end, uh, and they spent most of the time I thought in their own end, uh, and they just mm-hmm. managed to do enough, uh, and they got incredibly lucky uh, that Calgary didn't score three times. That, that that's I mean it's they Calgary should have had three goals. There's no way you can convince me otherwise. I don't care what the analytics say. They should have they should have had more goals, uh, but yeah. they didn't. And then uh, so Carolina, you, you get some good fortune. And it look, they should have the Hurricanes should have beaten Ottawa. The Hurricanes should have beaten Seattle. The Hurricanes should have won the first game against Philly. They were be, their better team, and either got beaten by a great goaltending performance or. Uh, they weren't very good when they with their chances really against Ottawa. They just weren't good enough with their chances. Uh, but so this one, I mean, it's not the first time Carolina's won a game without being the better team. They weren't really better. They might have been better than the LA Kings, but they weren't very good in that game. Uh, and they right. won that game. Uh, they won that game five four. Uh, but you're right, Aho and Slavin won the game. Jacob Slavin only played thirty two twenty eight tonight, Alec. Yeah, I know. Well, I, he only played 29 the other night. Tonight he played 32. 61-45 in his last two games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he played eight-something of shorthanded time tonight. Played power play. How much time did he get in the overtime period? Uh, He probably played three minutes of overtime hockey. I'd have to go check it out. But. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so it's, it's probably the same regulation-wise, or close to it. Um, but they went to overtime, which you know was crazy too, because they like there were some loose moments in overtime. Yeah, where I'm going like, 
the hell are they doing? Like, Fre- Freddie was – I thought Freddie had a, had an odd game tonight. I odd is I a good way of putting was, it, yeah. I didn't think he was awful, but he just had some weird moments for me tonight playing the puck. I, I recall a, a scenario in the overtime period where I feel like he made a weird play with the puck. He gave the puck away in the uh, in the offensive zone. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't know. So he yeah, just, he, he was he was drunk with the puck. Yeah, he just was he just was a little little off kilter, but he's been he's been a little under the weather too recently. Yes. So yep. Uh, yeah, I, just, I just thought he had a weird game, and then the the, the game winner, I think Aho like basically lost the handle. I couldn't tell if he lost the handle or not, but it looked like he almost just lost the puck and then got it on the second whack. Yeah, I, w- I wonder if Markstrom uh, kind of poked the puck away a little bit. I think Markstrom yeah. was trying to poke the puck and bring it, uh, and the puck just kind of popped up a little bit. Aho, uh Second whack, but I I just like the fact that Sebastian just decided, you know what? I've had enough of all of this. I am just going yeah. right to the goal. I mean, he's ridiculous. He's he's got nine points in his last four games. Yeah, on the four game streak. And what's crazy, like I feel, I feel like we've talked about this in the past, but I I, I has been great. He's, he's he's easily their best player. He's our most impactful player. He's our most consistent player. But it's almost like for this team to be their best selves, I feel like Andre's got to be – he's got to be the main guy. And Ajo's got to be, for lack of a better term, like second fiddle. Yeah, we, we've talked about, uh, um, you know, Andre needs to be the Ovechkin and – Aho needs to be the backstrom, right? Right, right, right. I agree if they're going to be the best they can be. I agree with that. Um, even though, even when Andre's doing that, Sebastian is still their best player. Uh, right. I wouldn't and say I, that I, about backstrom over Ovechkin, but because um, Ovechkin is their best player because he's ridiculous and he's impactful all the time. Um, right. Yeah, we need to get Andre to that, not to that level, because that's unfair. Uh, but we need to get Andre to the level where he is dangerous offensively every night. Uh, and yeah. he, he wasn't tonight. That line was pretty good, but they were just not good in the offensive zone. But no, nobody was really, I mean, the Ajo line wasn't good in the offensive zone tonight. Right. I mean, I mean, I didn't hate. I didn't hate Andre's game tonight. No, he was um, good tonight. He was. A, he was a. He yeah. was a power forward. He was a good checking forward tonight. Yeah, I mean, who knows what he's dealing with with that finger situation too? True. That he he had it uh, repaired. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Which is, I mean, okay. He just suddenly had a like a minor surgical procedure on a finger on a one day. I mean, that's, that was kind of weird. To hear. Well, we don't know if it was surgery. We just, maybe it was. Uh, maybe they just taped it up. Maybe uh, he just went in and uh, they replaced a, a nail. I don't know. Who knows what it was? Maybe he lost a fingernail. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I guess I misinterpreted. I, oh, I, I don't just know. Kind I'm, of assumed, but... I, I'm just making jokes. I th- I think you're probably right. He uh, when they say he had to have it repaired, uh, I'm sure he had to have a small surgical procedure. Maybe he just had a broken finger, and he's uh, he's just dealing with it. Uh, until it uh, until it heals. 
Uh, let me ask you uh, this this question. This is this is not necessarily about the game tonight, but maybe it is about the game tonight. Uh, Seth Jarvis is now nine without a goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I saw a story that the uh, Team Canada is still talking to the Hurricanes about taking Jarvis for the World Junior Hockey Championships, which starts right after Christmas and ends uh, January 5th. The gold medal game is January 5th. And Canada almost always makes it to the gold medal game and the World Championships, the, the, the World Juniors are in Canada this year, so even better chance that they will play in the uh, championship match, gold medal match. If you were the Hurricanes, would you let Jarvis play? Um, probably. I mean, what's the what's the what's the downside to letting him play? Well, the downside is get hurt. No, no, no. To me, that's not the downside. The downside is Jarvis not in your lineup for seven games, six or seven games. Yeah, that's the downside. Right. I, I mean, I feel like it would be different if he was like scoring a ton of goals. But if we get to a place where he's not really scoring a ton of goals, then maybe the best thing for him is to go play there for a little bit. I'm glad you said that because my initial reaction is, yeah, you can't do that. He's, he's, he's playing in your top six. You can't let somebody who's getting 16 minutes of ice in a night uh, and is on your second power play unit and uh, at times plays – with on your top line, you can't let that guy go play junior hockey, you know, world junior hockey for uh, for two weeks. Uh, but then I thought, well, he's in a little bit of a funk. Um, he's been no better than okay the last right. couple of weeks, and maybe because they have to make a decision by next week, you have to let Team Canada know by next week, whether or not Jarvis is going to play. And mm-hmm. if you let Jarvis play, maybe the two weeks kind of just, because it'll be, he'll be playing against his kids his own age, be playing in his own age group, his own sandbox. Uh, it's not as physical a game because the ice is bigger. It's a little bit more of a skating game. Uh, and maybe he gets his offensive confidence back doing something like that. I don't think it'll hurt him. I don't right. think it, w- it won't hurt him to play. Uh, and maybe it just gives him a little bit of a breather uh, from the National Hockey League, and he can come back and jump back into the lineup uh, and be an impactful player again because he really hasn't made a great impact on the game the last few weeks. So I actually I don't hate the idea. I don't know if they're going to do it, but I don't, well, I don't, I don't hate the idea. And what's the what would be the alternative for Carolina? Who comes up and plays? They wouldn't need anybody to come up and play, assuming that uh, Jordan Martinook is helping oh, yeah, them to could. draw back in. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You, okay. you, you just go back to having, uh, you know, right. You know, Martinook plays the left side somewhere where Jarvis has been playing the left side. Uh, it would right, right, it would right. be fine. You know, okay. Remember, they played the first what seven games without Seth Jarvis. They did okay without yeah. him. At first. They did. They did. They won those seven games. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, look, it, it's just been a little bit of a, it's just been a, you know, he's had a dip in his offensive production. 
And it would be, I don't think, again, I just, as long as it doesn't hurt him, and I don't think it would hurt him to play uh, for the, you know, Team Canada and the World Juniors, then I got no problem giving him a little, of a, little bit of a reset. Uh, and then, you know, second week in January, he jumps back in the lineup. Uh, and then, the like, the benefit is, you know, he plays another three weeks, and then everybody's off in February. So then he gets another reset. Right. So talking about a rookie wall, you know, we're kind of, kind of giving him a ladder over those walls, which I think wouldn't be a terrible, uh, wouldn't be a terrible thing. So. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good with that. Jordan Stahl, no goals at 18. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's a concern. He also, I, I don't think he played very well tonight either. I didn't think so either. Yeah. I, look, I thought that line was, uh, well, I shouldn't say that line. I thought the wingers were good. I thought Faust was good. I thought Svechnikov was good. I thought Jordan looked a little slow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, he also wasn't his normal self in the faceoff circle, although he did win a big one late. Um, yeah. And sometimes it only matters when you win them, not how many you win. Right. Um. Yeah, he just, uh, I don't, I don't, I mean, other than, you know, just gripping it too hard, as they say, it being in his head, I mean, I don't know what else to, what else to say about it, um, other than he's just got to get one to go, I feel like, soon. And I mean, I, I understand all the different stuff. I mean, he had six hits tonight, you know, plays good defense, wins face off, but you can't go 18 games. And not score a goal. Just, and he only has three points in that spec. Yeah, he's, right. He's not not really getting points either. So it's uh, kind of a problem. But guarantee you Rod Brindamore won't look at it like that. No, he doesn't. As long as uh, he is doing what Rod is uh, expecting him to do. And the truth is, is that you don't expect Jordan Stahl to be on the score sheet a lot. Uh, right. But this is not. Not on, not on the score sheet a lot. This is not on the score sheet ever, and right. that's different. Um, so yeah, also he just doesn't look right now to me to be the same. Uh, and if you said that to Rod, Rod will deny it. So probably not even going to bring it up to uh, to have that conversation. But um, I don't think he is as uh, you know it. It has crossed my mind that maybe he's also under the weather and playing yeah, through it. I was- I was gonna. I was wondering whether or not maybe he was injured or under the weather or something like that. Well, a bug. I, I was told um, tonight yeah. that the bug went through basically the whole team, and it's still there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So you know, it, and it is possible to be sick without having COVID. Yeah. Well, I mean, remember what was it uh, last Sunday or whatever when Rod said that there was a lot of guys that weren't feeling very well. Yep. Was it last weekend or the weekend before? I can't remember. That was for before the Buffalo game, wasn't it? Yeah, and he said there's a there's a bunch of guys who don't feel well. I mean Freddie's been Freddie Anderson was one of those guys. Yep. I don't think he's I still don't think he's feeling one hundred percent. Nope, he's not. And uh both goalies were uh under the weather. Ronda just played. Right, right, right. So Flavin was under the weather. Uh, clearly he's he's okay. <laughs> he's uh he's a little baking soda. I think he's uh he's battling through it. 
Uh, so, yeah. uh, so there you go. Real, real quick about uh, the another reason that they really need Pesci and D'Angelo back in the lineup. And obviously, you want Pesci back in the lineup because he's a stud. <laughs> he's one of the best defensemen in the league. Uh, and D'Angelo uh, was 19 points in 19 games, so you want D'Angelo in the lineup. Uh, th- those, those things are obvious. But here's the real reason you need those two guys in the lineup. Because Ian Cole can't play 20 minutes a night. He played 20-41 tonight. And right. by the end of the game, there's just nothing there. Yeah. So he's good in the first period, good for most of the second, and he's just out of gas. Yeah. Yeah. He's. I, I like some of the physical nature of his game that he brings. You know, he'll get in there and, and play a heavier game, but he is lately penalty prone, number one, and probably a lot of that's because he's getting beat. Like the, the one that he took in the – in the, at the end of the third period, you know, he gets beat on the play, kind of has to take a penalty. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, yes. He is He is just – I tweeted out, Ian Cole, very not fast. <laughs> I, I saw mean, that. He, 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 got, he, got, he got a pass when he exited the box <laughs> that would have been a breakaway for just about anybody else in the league. It wasn't for him. No, it wasn't. <laughs> he had to hold up. He, he was like basically – Oh crap! I'm not gonna make it. I'll hold it up and I'll figure it out from here. He should have just shot the puck. Yeah, he should have yeah. just shot the puck. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, they got to get that. That is a good point. What reason they got to get those dudes back? But I mean, four points in, through Winnipeg and Edmonton with no Bear, no Pesci, no D'Angelo. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty great. Yeah, it, like and um, by the way, against the Oilers coming up on Saturday night, uh, any lack of speed that will yeah. show. Problem. <laughs> problem. Oh, that could be a problem. <laughs> yeah, big time problem. So, um, but it'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch Connor McDavid and Leon Dryside will do their thing. I love watching those two dudes. Play. I know you do. I wish, I wish we could, wish we could get them on regular TV here all the time. Well, you can. You just got to stay up really late, like we're doing now. Yeah, I guess. I guess I can watch on ESPN Plus. You could. Yeah. All right, sir. This was fun. All right. I will. Uh, I will leave everyone with this. Yes. Question. Okay. How much wood? Could a wood kachuk kachuk if a wood kachuk could kachuk wood? As much wood as there were times where I misspelled his name. <laughs> I spelled yeah. Matthew Kachuk's name like 16 different ways on Twitter tonight. Yeah, I mean, I think all you really have to include is a T and a K at the end, and everyone knows what you're talking about. Yeah. All right, Alec Campbell. I all pre- right. I appreciate the, uh, the tongue twister. Yeah. Think about that for a while. So that'll do it. Hurricanes get a big win. They didn't really play all that well, but they got two points, and they will fly to Edmonton to take on the Oilers on Saturday. Edmonton was a 3-2 home loser to the Boston Bruins tonight, so Edmonton should be nice and salty 
when Carolina gets there on Saturday. Congratulations to our old friend, Jim Rutherford, now the president and director of hockey operations for the Vancouver Canucks. So the Hurricanes will see him on Sunday. So Edmonton Saturday, Vancouver Sunday, and then the Minnesota Wild on Tuesday. Uh, And by that time, Brett Pesci and Tony D'Angelo will be back in the lineup. So we'll see what the Hurricanes look like on defense. Again, Jalen Chatfield's played really well. Got no problem. I'd love to see him stick around, uh, hang out with the big club for a while, uh, because I think he gives them gives them a good, fast, young option, good skater. There's a lot to like about Jalen Chatfield. A lot to like about maybe the future of Jalen Chatfield uh, with the Hurricanes. Uh, you could do worse than having somebody like him on your bottom pair down the road. Remember, they're going to have to find younger options. You're not going to be able to to find the Ian Coles or the Brendan Smiths of the world every year. You're just not going to be able to do it. Uh, and if, especially if Chatfield could play his offside, if he could play the left side, and you could have, let's just say, on your bottom pair, Chatfield with D'Angelo or Bear, if D'Angelo is playing up, pretty good. It'd be pretty good. All right, so the Hurricanes pick up the 2-1 overtime win. Sebastian Ajo with both goals. Jacob Slavin played 32 minutes and 28 seconds. Absolutely remarkable. The penalty kill, 5 for 5 tonight. It is the story of the season for my money. Your penalty kill is, if not the best, it's I think it's second best in the NHL. Um, that's just been the reason why Carolina has uh, is, I think probably, if I did the math, probably first in the NHL in goals allowed per game. 57 goals now in 25 games. Pretty remarkable stuff. 57 goals in 25 games. Absolutely. No, 55 goals in 25 games. Pretty uh, pretty doggone good. One, 2.2 goals allowed per game. We're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it there. Aluminumcompany.com. You go online for a free no-obligation estimate. Siding. Roofing. Doors, windows, they got it all. Sammy Hannon and his crew do a great job. Go check them out. Best customer service in the industry. And you can always follow the Canes Corner Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Shows up automatically. It, it just goes right to your phone or right to wherever you, your podcaster, your podcast machine, whatever, however you listen to podcasts. Uh, if you follow it, it just shows up automatically. You don't have to do anything. Poop, there it is. Good morning, everybody. I hope you're having a wonderful drive-in. I'm Adam. Talk to you after the Canes and the Oilers. Bye. This has been the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can listen to this podcast at WRALsportsfan.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. 
change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware.